Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. It's been a while. Well, it's been it's been a long week. Come in. Wipe your feet. Sit down. Sit down. Welcome to uh, an, a one-off. Yeah. You know how The Office did two seasons and then a Christmas special? Right. This is like that, except we did three years So when and a Christmas special, except nobody right. gives a shit. No one cares. Yeah. But so Dawn, this is the one where Dawn and Tim get together. This is where we, Tim and Josh finally hook finally, up. Finally, yeah, yeah. Welcome to a Christmas special of the Excitable Boy podcast. This is a one-off that we're going to split into two halves. And we were thinking, what's a good way to, to really... You know, to really get in your living room this Christmas. Get Christmassy. To really be present with you. Yeah. And we thought, what better way to do it than to do a non-director's commentary mm. of the greatest Christmas movie of all time, It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. No, we're doing Die Hard. Die Hard. Die Hard is... The, is I'm getting a bit tired of people saying, oh, it's a Christmas film, actually. It's obviously... It is obviously a Christmas well, film. Well, it takes place during Christmas. It's just people think that they're being alternative. Is it a like, Christmas film? Though? Yeah. It yeah. It's it about a man it learning... Have, it doesn't have Santa in it. That's the thing. You know, by that metric, you could say that, you know, Uncle Buck is a Christmas film. It is a Christmas film. Isn't it? Really, is it? Just anyway. Cause, just because just John Candy looked rotund. Let's start. Like Santa. Okay. The greatest film. It's not. Okay, let's set the scene, guys. It's 1988. Mm-hmm. Huey Lewis and the News, uh, Duran Duran, yep. In Excess. Lots of hairspray. Biggest bands in the world. Flock of Seagulls, Tears for Fears. And out comes this movie with the guy from Moonlighting. He's just a he's just a television actor. Yeah. He's just a TV guy. Comes this movie with a man, a simple man, an ordinary man in extraordinary circumstances, right. trying to get to his wife for Christmas. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen. So now's your chance to sync up yeah. with us yeah. so we can watch it together. Right. There we go. Yeah, so welcome. I remember when I um, directed this film. Mm-hmm. In the late eighties, mm-hmm. I was four, mm-hmm. and um, it was very important to me that the leading man looked like me. So that's who we got Bruce Willis. He had an egg, egg-shaped. How much head. blow do you think was consumed on the set of this film? I think Bruce is quite abstemious. I think he probably looked at some of the people doing it and just went, "No." Okay, so we have a plane landing. Literally, it's going to be me recounting what's going on you know in a literal fashion yeah pretty much you know you love this film hard knuckles Bruce was, Willis so this is Bruce Willis he's flying scared of in. flying okay oh he's okay there's great there's a guy sat next to him yeah letterbox mode this film's in letterbox mode well it's actually anamorphic oh it's not letter well I mean it's, it's an aspect ratio Josh okay um, they use particular lens it's very cinematic Mm-hmm. And it's a shot with anamorphic lenses. Oh, really? Yeah, very interesting. And you make fists with your toes. So what's he doing now? So uh, Willis is on the airplane. Right. He's scared of flying. Someone says, get where you're going. Make fists with your toes when you get there on the carpet. Okay, this is all set up, isn't it? So he's like, he's going home for Christmas. Yeah. He wants to see his wife. What was the aspect ratio? Do you say anamorphic? Yeah. Do you like, so you sort of, you know a bit about filmmaking? Oh, I know loads. Well, that's interesting, Tim, because... Look at this. <laughs> I got you a Christmas present. Oh! Look at that. I didn't get you anything. Well... I didn't get you anything. Can I open it? Yeah. Oh, of course, it. but open it away from the away mic. Away from the mic. Okay. So now Bruce Willis is getting off the aeroplane. There's a bear. They actually deleted a scene there. Really? Where he... Um, what What do they delete? He, titles. This is the titles. Start to finish, Woody Allen and the Art of Movie Making. Yeah, Thank that's you. his biographer. Wow. Yeah, and look, I left the price on it as well. 
So what you, I know how much you spent. Yeah. That's good, because you spent a lot on it. I did spend a lot you? on it. So you really wanted me to know. Yeah, and it's hardback. Well, well, it is hardback. I know how much you like people who marry their daughters. Yes, so, I, I love them. I think they're bold. They're, yeah. they're breaking the, the, the mould. So I got you a copy uh, of the book. Thank you. The man, the, one of the greatest clarinet players of all time. Oh, Woody he's Allen. amazing, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's fantastic. Josh and I went down to the Abbott Hall and watched him try we to play. We saw Woody Allen play a concert this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Oh. Merry Christmas. Okay. Thanks for not getting me anything. Okay, so now we're back in the room. Mr. Takagi is addressing... So Mr. Takagi is is a boss of a company. Look how 80s everyone's clothes are. Incidentally, what were the other working titles for Die Hard? I don't know. Okay. I know that... Um, I think Die, I... Aryan, Die, Die is a good one. <laughs> I know that Black Hawk Down, remember that film? Yeah. That was the original script for Die Hard 3. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Yeah. No, because that actually happened. No, I think they altered it afterwards to make it more about true life events. But I think it was his plane crashes or something, and he has to survive in like a rogue nation. Okay. And then there was um, oh now we now his I Ellis. love this guy. I love this guy. He's the best thing, not the best thing in this film, but he's fantastic. And a Ever roaring so fireplace. What? You know what I'm saying? Oh, you're just gonna quote it all the way through. So the deleted scene when so when you... Bruce Willis gets off the airplane and he t- picks up that big teddy bear. Yeah, um, and he bumps into the air stewardess. Like one of the running gags of this film is every woman checks out Bruce Willis. Oh, okay. Right? And the air stewardess checks him out, and he's holding this big teddy bear that's for his daughter. And he looks at the teddy bear and goes, "Too young to travel," addressing the teddy bear. And, right. the, and the air stewardess goes, "I'm not." Oh wow! And they deleted that scene. Fruity. Now we're meeting Holly, uh, Lucy McLean, the daughter. Who's Lucy McLean? Um, she's John and Holly's daughter. Right. She's, she's in Die Hard four or five, which doesn't count as part of the trilogy. If you're if you're a real fan. And, no for and you know Bruce Willis had hair. Yeah. Strong acting from that child. Well done, that child. Uh, we'll you no, know, I'm being serious. You know. See, the eighties. This is when you could have a Mexican house cleaner. Yeah, and it's fine. Hello, Missy Bitchy. Hello, Missy Johnny. Hola, Missy Sonny. Did Mr. McLean call? No, Missy Holly. Do they also uh, cut a scene where she just has a go at her? <laughs> I, th- I told you to, to do the washing up before you left last night. But it's Christmas, Mrs. McLean. It's Christmas. Yeah, it's Christmas. You're not getting your bonus. Sling your rook. Yeah, here's your Christmas bonus. Here's $5. Take yourself to the cinema. Mm. Five dollars is a, a lot more in the eighties. You sure you don't want a beer? No, it's twelve thirty in the afternoon. All right, don't join me. All right, I'll have one beer. Right. Okay. Uh, okay. Now McLean's walking through the airport. He checks out a, a girl who runs into the arms of a hunk. Fucking California. So are you just audio describing the film for people who haven't synced it to the film? No, I just thought it would be an interesting thing to talk about the film, Okay. watch the film, and then we could talk about the big things that have happened this year, but we've got two hours. Right. So. Okay, this guy. Now we meet Argyle, who's one of the great characters of this movie. I've, I've Never acted you... again after this. Yeah, exactly. I heard you, um, I heard you hold forth about this guy. I don't see the big deal, to be honest. I was hoping you could tell me first day on the job. It's my first time driving a limo. Close enough. CD redundant, CB redundant, TV redundant, redundant, VHS redundant. Yeah, all he needs now is a big stack. Of See, McLean here, he's riding up front in the limo. Because mm-hmm. he's, he's, what they're trying to do there is they're just showing that he's just a regular Joe, you know? He's, un- he's uncomfortable being enjo- driven. enjoying the liberties that the Nakatomi Plaza and right. Mr. Takagi have granted him as a, as a privilege. Yeah. He's not happy with it. He's real. So he's sat up front with the limo driver because he's, he's a, a blue real collar guy. guy. You know? Blue collar guy. Hard working guy. Salt of the earth. Yeah. You know? Springsteen and all that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Rust, rust belt. A uh, rust belt fucking man just riding up front with a black driver <laughs> like it's the most natural thing in the world in LA in the 80s which is a very racist place even more so than now actually 
Okay, so now what? Well, you see, that's the Nakatomi Plaza. Right. That's actually the Fox Plaza. That's how they filmed in there for so long, filmed around it. What was their building? That's the Fox building, still is. Right. Yeah, I went to see it when I was in LA. Really? Yeah. You just... I got an Uber there. Was it an attraction? Got there, went to take a picture, my phone died, and then I I went home. What? Great story, could you tell it again? (laughs) That's, uh... Okay, so now he's playing a tape player. Run DMC. Christmas in Hollis. Um, so what happened this year? Mm. What, what, have we, what have we missed since we stopped doing the podcast in, was it June, July? Uh, God. I mean, the downfall of Western civilization yeah. in many ways. Bitcoin, you want to get on Bitcoin. Oh my fucking God, yeah. You want, you want to have a Bitcoin for some reason. Ugh. How many people listening to this, how many people have fucking talked to you at length about their Bitcoin investment this year? No, not even this year, just in the last month. No one has talked Everyone, to me. Everyone. Everywhere I go, people are talking about how, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm really I'm thinking about getting into Bitcoin. Yeah, I'm really, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm really thinking about, yeah. You've seen how much it's gone up this week. If you put one pound in last week, this week it's worth eight billion pounds. <laughs> yeah. Did you not know? Yeah, so yeah, basically yeah. there's like loads of uh, cryptocurrencies. Yeah. There's Bitcoin. There's yeah. a- Aviator. Right. Whatever yeah, it's called. Aviator. Cryptocoin. Right. And Horizus. And basically, right, it's just, it, there's, there's only eight coins in existence, so you don't actually buy, you buy like a portion of the coin, but it's just going up so much at the moment. Right. I had a friend last year, so I invested in a restaurant, yeah. right? And my friend invested in Bitcoin, and my profit has been 12 grand. He's made yeah. 87,000 pounds this year. Mm. Have you got any Coke? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> have you got any Coke? Yeah. Uh, it's a bit of a... Have you got any Coke? Got any Bitcoin? So, how did you think more Coke is bought this time of year for Christmas office parties? Office oh, certainly. Yeah. Have you ever done Coke at an office party? No. Really? No. Yeah. But I also, I would say that I've was never... such a yes. But I've never, no, no, that was no. like a no. Like your mum's no, listening. No, to this. no, 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 not at all. No, I haven't been. First of all, I haven't been to an office party. I don't think I've ever worked in an office where I had yeah. an office party. I've, I'm, I'm a free wheeling spirit. I see it as one of the greatest triumphs of my adult life that I've never had to go to an office Christmas party. Well, no one has to go, but you just get pressured into it. Yeah. So right now, McLean uh, is typing in. He's trying to find his wife. This wife's. is like touchscreen technology in the 80s. Yeah, and he types in McLean and she's not there. And then he types in Gennaro, her and, maiden name. Here's the thing I don't get. And this would blow their minds. So he says, to the, he says, so McLean searches for his wife. Yeah. And he goes, cute little toy, types in her name, can't find her name under McLean, types in Gennaro, and he goes, holy Gennaro, 13th floor. And then the receptionist goes, yeah, they're the only ones left in the building. So, why didn't he just say that when he walked in? Well, but you just know he's G- Gennaro is the... He go, Gennaro's his wife. Yeah, yeah. But and, he, and he says, Gennaro, and he goes, oh, she's on the 13th floor. And then the receptionist goes, yeah, they're the only ones left in the building. Right. So when he walked in, the receptionist could have just gone, oh, mate, the only one's left in the building on the 13th floor. Don't worry about searching. If she's anywhere, she'll be on the 13th floor. Well, what you got to do, Josh, is you got to write that shit down and send I'm that just in. Saying, I'm just saying, I and, love... And don't tell me it's that. It's a hole in the... It's, <laughs> That's what you got to do. It's a, hole in the, it's a hole in the plot. Yeah, you got to really tell someone via a letter. Argyle's parking <laughs> up his limo. Yeah. Little does he know that this night is going to change his life forever. Bruce Willis staring up at the lift. Now he's just into the party, into the throng. He's not of these people. These people are privileged. They're probably all on coke. In fact, one of them is on coke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ellis is... Oh, he's excellent, isn't he? Ellis. <laughs> Ever, just slightly too much. If someone gives him a kiss now. Merry Christmas! Fucking California. Well, does this all take place in California, then? Yeah. Oh, because he's a New York cop. Mm-hmm. Right. He's seen things. Yeah, he's, he's like, from the street. He's of the street. Look, he he's judging one. the shit out of this party right now. Bruce and, well, he is, takes a sip of the fancy uh, red drink, yeah, doesn't Bruce, like it, puts Bruce, it back. Yeah. He's a, he's give a, me a beer, man. He's a beer and bourbon yeah, kind of guy. Yeah, give, you me know? A, give me a beer. He's just wryly amused. Do you know what? I've quit smoking, right? And people talk about the glorification of cigarettes. Yeah. Another woman checking him out. Fucking California. He's free-spirited. He, he kisses him on the cheek. Which is a homophobic line, I think. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it is. It's slightly homophobic. But it's this like... film this film makes me want to smoke. Right. What? Oh. Oh, this is... That's Mr. Takagi. Takagi. Yeah. How was your ride-in? Nice. Can I give you a thank for that? It seemed the least we could do. 
Oh, important plot point. Yeah. Here we go, here's the coke scene. Walks in her office. <laughs> that was great, sheepish. I just got caught doing coke. Holly's policeman. <laughs> right. Do you know what this? Do you know what this film misses? What? No, thank you. Like a theme tune, like an eighties. Well, the scene. No, the the film. Oh, it, it misses a... like a diehard theme tune. All right, you should try to write one, and then again record it and send it off. Hey, you know what? It needs like an eighties riff. It needs to be a bit more badass than that, doesn't it? Die hard. <laughs> there we go. That's it. Die hard. Die hard. You're falling through the air and you're gonna hit the ground. It's hard. You're gonna die hard. You're falling down stories, stories after stories from the top of Takagi Plaza. Die hard. Nakatomi Plaza. Nakatomi. What did I say? Yakuza. There's a man trying to get to his wife. <laughs> All he wants to do is get home for Christmas time. But there's a, 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 a multinational, like, kind of, like, very international, like, multiracial terrorist group. Mm. Trying to stand we'll, in the We'll way. come on to that. Yeah. Because you have said, you have a, you know, you, you've bored me a lot with Die. that one. Softly, you're gonna die hard. You're not gonna die at a medium level. You're only gonna die hard. Yeah. Okay, now he's got his vest. He's taking his shirt off. So is Bruce Willis? Are they having marital problems? Well, let's find out. Oh. I find it a bit rude that he's just using her nice office to just yeah bathroom but... towels to clean his his armpits. He's high status. He takes what he wants. <laughs> you know, he uses everyday items for unorthodox purposes. Kids would love to get your house. Have you at the house? They would, huh? And then she goes. I would too. Oh, there's there's They still love each other. Unfinished. They still business. love each other. We've established that. Is that an unrequited love? No. No, because it's it's just no. It's more like a, a thwarted. Oh. Because they both feel that it's life's complicated. I think that's what this scene puts across. Well, in many ways, that's what makes this movie so. Yeah, the nuance. Such an embodiment of the human spirit. <laughs> yeah. Is that life is difficult. Yeah, it's 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 difficult, and then you've got to go and shoot some bad guys. <laughs> now they're having an they're having an argument now about. You're here About in... Basically, it's like you're here in Sodom with the coke-snorting devil people. I'm just I'm just an honest New York cop who can't show my feelings or be emotional. Yeah. The idea of our marriage should be. Look, she checks him out. Every woman checks him out. But he's not, that wasn't a checkout. She just goes, oh, I didn't realise you had company. She's not going, oh, Janera, oh, and sees him and goes, yeah, fuck you. Even a heavily... Swipe preg- right, swipe right. Even a heavily pregnant woman checks out John McClane in this movie. There should be like a die-hard Tinder. Swipe uh, right. Swipe right. I'm looking. <laughs> Asian Dom. Oh, he's headbutting the, yeah, uh, he's the cheap set. <laughs> it is a very cheap it's set. Sounded it sounded quite hollow. Yeah. That's why he's wearing a vest. Oh, what's happening here? Yeah. There's a courier arriving on Christmas Eve. Oh. I think that there's no post on Christmas they've Eve. Gone, they've gone to, they're, they're tracking along yeah. now. German car. And there's a very, the score is very um, foreboding. Michael, I believe it's Michael Kamen did the score to this film. Oh, you mean Michael Kamen? 
Is that right? Michael Just Nyman or K- Michael Kamen? K- Kamen of the Cayman Isles. Yes, Tim. Michael Kamen, who's... Uh, I met his wife once. He came and saw He's you dead. Come. He's what? dead now. He's dead. Kamen. I met his wife once and I said, I really loved your husband's score of Die Hard. And she said, thanks, and started crying. Really? Yeah, it was awkward. Well, no, it's... I mean, you know... It was very sweet. Yeah, you... She's obviously still grieving. It was awkward. I tried. It could have been happy tears. I tried to bring up the plot hole of the reception. Yeah, that would probably be. (laughs) She wasn't interested. Can we just address the blonde guy, the evil blonde guy who just shot the receptionist? He didn't say anything. Blondes get a bad rap in this because they're kind of European Aryans, you know. Yeah, that's true. It's like, don't trust an Aryan, don't trust a black guy. Do you know what I mean? No, you no, but no, that's not true because two of the main good guys are black. Yeah. The limo driver. Okay, well, don't trust like an Aryan long-haired. You know, this bit seems a bit Scandi- pointless. Like, if there's no one in the building, game. why is he throwing a smoke bomb at the guy? It looks like um, a hockey puck. A hockey puck. It looks like a, a small wheel of Edam cheese. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it was that. Um, See, there's so many irrelevant, like, why don't they just shoot him? Okay, now all of our bad here guys, they are, here they come, look at them. Boom. Oh, here we go, oh, there he is. See, one of the things that makes this film so... Alan t- Rickman. Alan. Alan motherfucking Rickman is in the house. Alan is in the building. Here he comes. One of the things that makes this film so timeless is that, generally speaking, in movie like action movie history the bad guys often mirror like socio-political uh, problems well yeah like in the Cold War yeah all the bad were Russian who are the bad guys in Rocky they are Russians yeah right? exactly yeah. and if you watch any film that's like mid 2000s they're all sort of Arabian guys with turbans yeah you know and now they're all brown people with beards like Taken right you know and they invent like these country names like Rablakistan or something Kablekia yeah and the, Have you seen uh, Back to the Future? Yeah, yeah they're Russians, yeah. No, aren't they? No, no, they're Libyans. Are they? Yeah, do you know at the beginning, they just call oh, them... Oh, yeah, they are, the Libyans. He steals, he steals plutonium off the Libyans. <laughs> and they show up in a uh, for a W, uh, like a camper van. Yeah, a camper van, yeah. And they're like, like, oh, yeah, yeah, and they're shouting. Yeah, in, and they, in, one of them's got a bazooka. Yeah, a bazooka. Yeah. But they're just, yeah, it's, it's a completely, I mean, there's no subtlety to the to what how they're portrayed at all. They're just <laughs> fucking nasty, incompetent guys in the camper van I don't know why a camper van a VW so what makes this film so great is that the terrorists are from every walk of life every creed every every colour you've said that but it's a truly international um, group but I think that's one of the reasons this film survives is it that, that the bad guys haven't dated well I think it survives because it's a good film no no, no, no Tim it's not a good film that's oh, a great film, yes. It's the best film. I like this guy. Oh, yeah. And he's... This is the brother, isn't it? This is the first... This guy's the first one to croak. First one to... Sorry if you haven't seen spoiler it. Spoiler alert. I mean, if you're watching this for the first time with us commentating, then just turn it, turn us off. People die. Turn us off and enjoy the magic. of the, In Germany, it was called V-Hard. V-Hard? V-Hard. Like die. D means... D-hard. Oh, of course it's called the hard. The bar. The. Why is it called die hard? Because he dies hard. He doesn't die. Do you know what Home Alone is called in uh, in Germany? I was there last week. Um, it's called... <laughs> it was on TV and I went, Oh, you've Home Alone? And they went, No, in Germany it's called Kevin Alone in the House. <laughs> <laughs> Very literal. Very literal. And I was like, What's Home Alone 2 called? It went, Kevin Alone in New York. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kevin. Yeah, Culkin now. What's he, what's he up to? I just, He's looking very haggard. Yeah, but you know... I do feel sorry for him, because... I just think that we need to invent some laws to protect child movie stars. I think there are laws. No, there are. There are now. Not enough laws, man. I think There's a very good union Dude, you watch those Stranger Things kids, and they're on, like, all the late-night talk shows. They've got adults telling them all the time that they're like... You know, you see, like, that girl from Stranger Things walking down the street being called a genius by adults. You're like, there's no way that it's going to be a happy ending. You know? There's no way you're going to grow up grounded and normal if from the age of 11 people are calling you a fucking genius. No, you're, no, you're going to grow up 
you know, crushing life. I think that there's because I mean, you're never I mean, going to have any, who, no, you never, one, you don't have any doubt. You're going to walk into rooms and just go, "Yes, I own this room now." Is there, and people are going to go, "Yeah, you probably do." Is there one? Is there one child star? Uh, maybe yeah. Elijah Wood. He seems quite normal, and then the other guy, his boyfriend in Lord of the Rings. Well, they're not a couple, are they? But they should be. Who? You know, oh, Mr. Frodo. Oh, Sam. From- California man. Oh, Sam. Yeah, yeah. Who he's, Frodo? Who yeah, he Sam? seems pretty, like, chill. But beyond those two... Yeah. It's, uh, well, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's the way it goes. Crystal meth. <laughs> General phrase. You can't, you can't make an omelette... Oh, hang on a minute, sorry. fucking up some children. Right. <laughs> So here's the big entrance. They're walking through the elevator. They've all got their machine guns out. In the background, we see Vigo from Ghostbusters 2. What? The main bad guy from yeah, Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, Vigo. Is he He's one of the minor like, <gasps> terrorists. He's one of the guests. Yeah. Vigo. No, he's one of the terrorists. Is he? Yeah. He does look dodgy. He was in Ali McBeal. Was he? Yeah, he's in Ali McBeal as well. Wow. Yeah. That show has not aged well. No, nor has Callista Flockhart. Although she... Uh... <laughs> Well, she hasn't really, because the reason is, is that she's like she she clearly has, and this is not I'm not having a go actually, but she's thin as a rake, and she you know what's wrong with that? Stop! stop. No, she's too thin. Boobs. She's a, oh, all oh, right, okay. This bit. There's I thought people. that extra has done amazingly well. well oh, I, I've never because she had to get a tit. She, she had to get them out. Yeah, and it was like you know, and she had to run out hysterical with her top off. It seems to me That's like difficult. they went, they finished shooting and went, yeah, there's just not enough. I mean, it's the 80s. We need, can we just get one boob in the film? Right. Just one boob. Well, we've already wrapped shooting. Yeah, can we do a reshoot? We just need that one boob. Okay, Harvey, we'll, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a joke. That's what, kind of what he did. Anyway, yeah. moving on. Look at this guy. He's he's done a lot of blow. Ellis, and now he's looking is, a bit. Ellis is panicked. He's... I mean, can you imagine? How did he get a gun into I, the building? Like, what, John McClane, he's yeah. a police officer. But he yeah. was allowed to carry yeah, a gun on the in. Ellis is panicking in that scene. I've seen people, um, you know, t- take cocaine and panic because their Uber is late. Can you imagine doing a load of blow and then German, Japanese, Russian terrorists yeah. come into your Christmas party and hold you hot? Can you imagine the coked up panic? Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he'd, he'd probably shut down. What's going on now? What's that? Well, he, he's trying to figure out a way to the outside world. Why are they just shooting guns summarily into the air? Calm down. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, let's hear him. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, amazing. You will be witnesses. I like he's he's holding it like a Bible. Yeah. Genius. Look at that suit as well. Where is Mr. Takagi? Right. I mean it narrows down his ethnicity. <laughs> Well, it does. Yeah, He's yeah, looking yeah. out to see white faces. Yeah, his name's... And there, there aren't many... His name's Takagi. It's going to be one of the Japanese guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how many Japanese guys are there? Well, there's one, there's two. Oh, right. They've, they've put a few in frame now. Yeah. So there, there's the three... There's lots of Japanese they didn't, I didn't see any party. Japanese people at this party before this... Yeah, scene. I know. It's obviously not Ellis. There's another Japanese guy. Lord Grace Stanford. Textito. Harvard. Is Alan Rickman the greatest bad guy in movie history? Yeah, I honestly? think so. I think so. Is it because oh, he's... a certain type of film, yeah. Because he was brilliant in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves as well. And um, I haven't seen it, but I hear he's very good as Professor Snape, whatever the fuck it's Oh, called, yeah. In the Harry Potter films. In that, 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 that indie film, Harry Potter. Never seen them? No, never seen them. They're very made for very little budget. <laughs> and, you know, all handheld. They're very interesting movies. Are they worth watching? They just seem like a bit of a... a I'd read the books first, and I can't get motivated to read them. Yeah, I'm not going to... I'm not really into wizards and heartwarming stories. No, don't care. Where morality wins, you know? Because I don't think that's real. I think bad bad guys win all the time. Yeah. And, you know, everyone dies. So it's it's not... 
in some ways it's a lie in many ways Die Hard is a more accurate representation yeah. of life than the Harry Potter films yeah um, I just can't be like when people say so when I was a, 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 like how old were we when the books came out what I would have been like eight years old when the first books came out what Harry Potter no well yeah you're younger than me yeah. so I was in my teen yeah. yeah no I think I was probably 18 when they came out so it came out when I was a kid and I remember my friends um Mum, who I really hated, she was like she really spoiled her son. Right. Remember, she made us both a bacon sandwich once. One but gave him. She gave him more rashes. Really? Yeah. That's not. That's not what you do to guests. No. You give them the rasher. Exactly. That's yeah. not rasher. She's got a rasher politics. Yeah. And then stuff. I had a pen knife. Right. And I showed him my pen knife, and she she hit me for showing a knife to her son. Wow. He's not gonna have any issues later. Mm. And then also, here's the best one. We were on a. He rang me last night. He wanted coke. <laughs> he was just asking for someone. We to were on get holiday coke. in Scotland when I was like nine years old, and we were having a picnic next to a lock or a lake or something. Right. And a bird had shit in his hair. Uh huh. And I went. Wow. I went, mate. A bird has shit in your hair. And his mum looked at me and went, No, it hasn't. Brilliant. And then his hand went up to touch his hair, and his mum like slapped his hand down. It was like Josh is just being a troublemaker. A bird hasn't pooed in your hair. Wow. And then he was like, are you sure? She was like, yeah. And I went, no, seriously, man, a bird has, has crapped in your hair. And then he touched his hair quickly, and there was obviously poo, and he started crying. Right. And, and, wh- and why another good fault? story, another good story. I walked downstairs <laughs> once when I was about nine crying. years old, around How the same old was time. How when he started crying? About nine, eight, nine. Because he had shit in his hair. Yeah. But why? And then I, I walked downstairs one Coddled. morning, and his mum was cuddling him right. in the morning, and I went, what, what happened? She went... His Tamagotchi died. His Tamagotchi died. Anyway, she loved the Harry Potter books. So right. that's basically why I never read them. That's a good good reason. Yeah. Oh, he's found Mr. Takagi. Mr. Takagi. I'm afraid we, we could talk about men's fashion and industrialization all day, but I'm afraid work must be done. I'm afraid you're not going to survive this conversation. Tense moment here. He needs the codes. Because I am interested in the $640 million dollars in negotiable bear bonds. you have locked in your vault. What kind of terrorists are you? Who said we were terrorists? Who said we were terrorists? Money. What kind of terrorists are you? <laughs> Who said we were terrorists? He's great. so good. Great. It's because he's so likable. Like, you're kind of rooting for him. He plays it so well. What, for Rickman? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, it's just, he, yeah, he's uh, just a brilliant actor and he's so subtle. And was, was. And then that's the first time he smiles in, in the film. Yeah. So when he does smile, it's very powerful. He knows exactly what the motherfucker he's doing. As does Bruce Willis. Oh. Bruce Willis is watching them. He's taking oh. the silencer off the gun. He's taking acting notes. <laughs> He's like, why, he take, why would he take the silencer off the gun? Is it for drama, to show him that he's going to shoot him? Um, I don't know, it's just fucked up, isn't it? It's like, villains do fucked up shit. You've you, you, you got to keep guessing with him. It's, it's a thing that keeps you guessing. You think you're safe, because he's taking it off, right? Mm. And then he just goes, have a, have a slice of that. Have a slice yeah. of bullet. Have a slice of bullet. <laughs> that's what that's what the working title of this film was slice of bullet have a slice of bullet yes um what christmas film what is the best christmas film ever um it's between this maybe home alone i have, I have an interesting uh, observation for you about home alone if you go can on, hear it go on home alone are you ready are you ready to have your mind blown you're really building it up go on Home Alone is the kids version of Die Hard think about it think about the storyline someone alone in a building yeah but trying to not... stop the bad guys but that's it that is they're the same film but one's with a kid yeah so he's well, but except he's not doing it to save his relationship with his girl with his wife one's trying to get to his wife Kevin is not one's trying to get to his mum Freud said every man secretly wants to sleep with his mum Oedipus complex right so many ways I don't don't secretly want to sleep with my (laughs) mum 
<laughs> Your mum is fit. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, what about It's a Wonderful Life? Um, yes, that's pretty strong. It's good. I mean, this isn't a Christmas film, but I do like Groundhog Day. It's, it's that's not, kind of a it Christmas film. It doesn't qualify, film. though. Yeah. But it feels Christmassy to me. I always feel like in It's a Wonderful Life, it's like, um, it, it's a very, like, pro-capitalism movie, isn't it? Like, at the end, when everyone gives them money. Right. You know? He's like, oh, well, oh I don't think that's the oh, point the townsfolk came, he was about to kill himself. Oh, oh, oh no, oh. <laughs> yeah. He's, oh, no, Merry Christmas, oh, Merry Christmas, Mr. Potter. Oh, Mr. Potter. Um... No, it's is that very, what you want? If you want, I'll, what you want, I'll throw a rope around the moon and lasso it back to you right now. Is that what, is that what you want, Mary? Is that what you want, Mary? And um, then, then he gets really sad because he runs out of money. And, and like he, all well, he, he wanted to guess- do was travel. He got roped into running the bank, became money obsessed. The only thing that saves them is that the townsfolk will give them cash. He bankrupts the town as well. Right. It's a bullshit film. I think I w- it would have been better if he died at the end. <laughs> Well, how? If the guardian angel, when he's standing on the bridge again, the guardian angel just went, just do it, just do it. Just, he leans in, <laughs> he leans into his ear and just goes, just do it, do it. You're working you want to do it. Jump. You don't have the balls. I don't think you have the balls to jump. Jump into the black, swirling abyss. What about... Um, do it. Do uh, it. Love Actually. Oh, yes. Well, no, that's Love Actually is, is as we both know, shit. Same as his... What's that line? Sames is. What's the that? End, with Colin Firth and the woman who's like Portuguese or Spanish or something. Colin Firth. Oh, that's it. Colin Firth. Go, yeah, he's punching way above his weight. If, if you ever read with the a book... Go, with a, a gorgeous woman. Have you ever read uh, Translations by Brian Friel? No. It's a play. I know it's a play. Yeah. I'm surprised you've read it. Mm. Um, well, you know, I, I, read, I read books. You don't read plays. You don't um, sit around reading plays. I read plays. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah? What was the last play you read? Translation. <laughs> <laughs> in 1995. So he, there's a scene in it where the um, he, uh, there's an English soldier and a, and a woman who speaks Gaelic, and they're trying to communicate with each other, and they're both telling each other how much they like each other, but they can't understand each other. Right. And Curtis totally nicks that in Love Actually for Colin Firth and the, and the, the chambermaid. Yeah, he he nicks a lot. Yeah. And that bit when she takes all her clothes off and jumps in the river, like, no one would do that. No. There's so many things in that film that no one would do. No. And I think we've we've said it before, um, when the little kid's running through the airport... Yeah, he'd be shot immediately. Had he been black or, like, you know, anyone else, he would be, be killed because he was white and blonde. They just let him through. What do you think would actually happen if a child ran through an airport nowadays? In, a, in America, a white child. Let's assume it's the same kid. In America, I don't think it's possible. I don't think I, I don't think it's physically possible for a kid to do it. But I think in America they'll probably get taken. You know, body, You know, down the down the vitals. Okay, here we double go. Double tap. Boom, this boom. is the first death of the movie. Um, we'll come back to love actually in a minute. I've got I've got more I've got more. Okay, more so this notes. is where so McLean is. Oh. Like Hugh Grant. He promotes a woman so that he can fuck her, doesn't he? The tea lady. Oh, Ma- he like Martin- moves her to his, his department. Martin McCutcheon. And then when she kisses the American president, he he fires her. Yeah. Because it's yeah. an insane film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No one is. Here we go. Here we go. Here's the big death. But Rickman's very good in it. He Rickman was great in everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've been a fool. I've been, I've a, been a classic fool. Classic <laughs> fool. I've been a classic fool. Okay, so this guy, Blondie... Who buys me. their wife a CD for Christmas? Like, what? That's a terrible gift. Hang on. He bought her a Joni yeah. Mitchell, like, yeah. digipack CD. Of, like... And it's not even a good Joni Mitchell album. It's an album where Joni Mitchell covers her own songs. Right. It's not Joni something. Mitchell reinterprets. Hmm. It's stupid. It's a not, not just, it's just dumb yeah and then the necklace he buys the woman oh look, look he's got him hang on sorry he's got him you won't hurt me you won't hurt me you are a policeman there are rules because you're a policeman there are rules for policemen yeah that's what my captain keeps telling me boom 
It's the first big fight of the film. It's great because it's under renovation. They run into all these girders. Now, what I like about this fight scene is that it's it's very carnal. It's not a big action. Like he jumps on his back. Do you know what I mean? Like he's carnal. No, he's trying to like he's trying to protect himself. Fucking each other. No, but. You're just saying it's homoerotic. No, I'm saying that they're going down. The I'm saying that it's not like a Van, a, a Chuck Norris, like two men fists, like on a standing on the, a, on a collapsed the... tree in a valley. You know, it's like he jumps on his back immediately because he's just trying to s- stay alive. Yeah. Now he's dead. He Sorry, wait, how did he break? He broke his neck. They fell down the stairs and his neck broke. Oh, so there's a sound effect we missed. Yeah, we missed because it, it seemed a bit of an underwhelming death. Yeah. They just they just flopped down. Well, that's a... what's so great about it. I mean, not only is it realistic, but also he died hard. But that, that's die hard. Isn't all death hard? Unless no. you're smacked off your tits on morphine. No, if you orgasm and die, that's not. That's I guess not you are actually dying hard, actually as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You are. Yeah. Bet your ass. Right now he's drilling through the safe. Yeah, Love Actually is. So, firstly, that's the first Richard Curtis film with a black guy. I think. Is it Colin? You know that guy? Well, those, that terrible storyline where him and... Uh, Goes to America just so he can get laid. Yeah, because they think gorgeous women in America. And they, at the end, they show up and there are gorgeous women. Richard Curtis is quite bad at writing women, isn't he? Um, just trying to think now. So, um, Andy McDowell. Is it raining? <laughs> Indefinitely. Like, he, she shags everyone and then settles for the English guy at the end. But I, I, don't, I think that's a relatively... Um, it's kind of a nice character, I think. Because she doesn't, she's a, she's a bit naughty and nice. She's not a damsel in distress. No, she's, she's not. She's her she's, own yeah, woman. She's her own However, woman. she's still marrying money. Oh yeah, but like you know, well, I'm sure she you know likes. Was he called Hamish? The guy's called Hamish. He's like way older than her. And then what's the other one? Um, uh, the one after that, Notting Hill. Well, that's not. It's Notting Hill. After four weddings. Yeah, yeah. Notting Hill is the one where Julia Roberts... Yeah, indefinitely. Yeah. At the end. And then she... Um, you know what? It would have been so good at the end of that film if she went indefinitely and then he was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure what that word means. So is that a yes or a no? <laughs> <laughs> she... <laughs> no, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Don't sing yet. I just... Can I be clear? What... So that you are staying now, or you're you're going? She <laughs> Elvis, Elvis, seriously, dude, shut up. Maybe the famine the fills under the night. No, no, seriously. Yeah. I don't know what that word means. Yeah. Does that mean maybe? What does that mean? It's kind of who knows. But she, no plans like, to return to America. She takes mate. him home. She like she kisses him. Then wants nothing to do with him. Then he meets her boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. Has to pretend he's the chambermaid. He, no, he has to. Oh yeah, he does. Takes the rubbish out. He has to pretend. And then, he's, yeah. And then she stays at his house just so the press doesn't know where she is. Yeah. It's bullshit. It's a bullshit film. Then she. I may have told a few friends down the pub. And uh, <laughs> he buys. Um, oh, someone's dead. Look. Oh, he sent a message oh, yeah, up to on car- the corpse. Yeah. Uh, oh! Now I have machine gun. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Yeah. 
habe ich gesagt? Was habe ich dir gesagt? Ich will, dass es keiner sieht. Haltet sie zurück. Ich sage es zum letzten Mal. We have to do something else. Yes, we do. He does, um, Rigman does a very good I'm weary of humanity mm. Like, because he's a psycho But he's just tired of it all So when someone's crying He's like, oh how tiresome Someone's crying <laughs> Someone's scared for their life Maybe we should just kill them See, I love this bit This is one of my favourite bits of the film So, he's hiding above the elevator Or the lift, as we call it in England The lift starts going up I don't fully understand why. Do lifts work on a pendulum? No, they don't, do they? What? Lifts don't work on like a pendulum. One one can go up without the other one going up, right? Yes. I like this bit because what are you he, talking about? Look, he nearly dies there. Yeah. And I just like that as a little side effect, like nowhere is safe. You know? Oh, I see. It's yeah, a yeah. side note, sorry. I just like the fact that you know, he's hiding from them, the lift goes up, and even that, his own stupidity nearly kills him. Yeah. And the lift obviously becomes a metaphor for the hubris of the, of the villains. Yeah, the emptiness of the human spirit. Yeah. yeah. So now he walks past the naked woman, even under the threat right. of death, he still checks out a picture of a naked woman. Even, oh, even, even just, under duress. Yeah, just constantly reinforcing the kind of man he is. Yeah, that the 80s was all about. Okay. Alright, who else is in Love Actually? What are the other storylines? Well, it's Chris Marshall and I don't know the name of the black actor. They, they, their Colin. St- Colin, yeah. Their storyline is going to find, basically going to find American women because they're beautiful to fuck because they watch Hollywood films. Yeah. That's the entire story. There's Rickman and J- T- uh, Thompson. Yeah. Um, husband and wife. Husband He's bored. Wife. Which and is then, a good storyline. And then the reception. It's or well the, acted. The, 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 the colleague secretary is like, you can have anything you want. Then there's Neeson and his... Is, why does he buy her a necklace? Is Neeson, why, yeah. why his wife died dead in that? Yeah. Why does he buy her a necklace? Um, like, what did, just, just shag her. Right, that's spoken, but he's he's in over his head, Josh. He doesn't know what he's doing. You you are cold and calculating and would be totally fine. You know, you, you, you've obviously made that calculation. What, you know, you're obviously, you're obviously strategizing on not getting caught immediately. Whereas he's like lost in this kind of, oh, I want to have sex with this woman. I better buy her something. My marriage is tired. It's real, too real. It's, I suddenly feel something. I feel like a young man again. And he doesn't know he's transported by it. So he buys the necklace. You Stupid. Know? And goes, boom. And it looks like it's from I'm H&M. buy a CD it's from a, my... It's such uh, an ugly necklace. I don't re- recall. It's like a big pink um, thingy. And then there's Bill Nye. A Ni- big pink thingy? There's Bill Nye. Yeah, oh. yeah, Bill Nye. Yeah. He plays Bill Nye. Yeah, yeah, as <laughs> that's a great one. As he I like that storyline. I like that storyline um, where he's the old rocker. Yeah, and then he ends up like choosing his manager. That's a sweet little story. Who's Rabsy Nesbit? Yeah, the guy who plays Rabsy Nesbit. Yeah, and then there's um, uh, who's the other one? Um, uh, oh, hang on a minute. Tense moment. Tense moment. They're going up in the lift. They know McLean's on the roof. I think this is the... Uh, did we miss the pizza line? No, oh, here we go. They are fortifying their positions while you're jerking me off on a radio. This is a reserve channel. If this is an emergency call, dial 911 on your telephone. Otherwise, I'll have to report this as an FCC violation. Report me. Come the fuck down here and arrest me. Just send the police now. Oh, I think we missed the pizza line. No fucking shit, ladies. It's not like I'm ordering a pizza. That that woman who was on the other end of the is phone, a terrible police officer. She did excellent. Like the guns were going off in her ear, and she turned, she ripped the headset off and looked at it with shock. You know, but, she could have just ripped it off, but she ripped it off and looked at the headphones. Here, but what a terrible police officer to not recognise gunshots. Yeah, I mean, this guy's. Good. I don't think her career went far, personally. <laughs> They're for my wife. She's pregnant. Bag it. She's pregnant. Yeah. Bag it. Big time. <laughs> 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 
Okay. So this is the guy on the ground. Did you say Nakatomi Plaza? It's a good touch, isn't it, this character? Because they never meet until the end, mm-hmm. face to face. But they, they... Oh! Gunshots, turn that down. Be sorry, guys, if that deafened you a little bit. Um, in, in Love Actually as well, there's the Kira Knightley guy. Oh, like, who just oh, like yeah. fucks over his best mate, Andrew Lincoln? Yeah, just completely uh, walking dead. He's going out with Chibatel uh, for Yeah, and uh, yeah, no, she's going out with that, and yeah, they Andrew Lincoln shows and, up with like, those cards, the, going, "I love you, no, no, but my no, heart will well, die, my heart, my heart will go on, and I will bleed, and you will, you know." It's just like all these fucking cards. It doesn't get to the end. It's just like, and I will bleed forever thinking of you, but this is a thwarted love, and I love my friend, and yada yada yada. And because it's Christmas, it's like it's a bit, it's very wet. She kisses him, doesn't she? Uh, I, I'm not entirely sure. He also like, oh, okay, and you're getting married next year, right? I uh, I am Josh, yes. And I'm, am I still your best man? Yes, still. Okay. Yeah. Are you sure you don't want to? You never know. Okay. You never know in this world. Um, if if I filmed you and your wife on your wedding day, and then you looked back at the wedding tape, right? Right. And it was just all I'd done is zoomed in on your wife. Right. You'd have something to say about it, wouldn't you? Well, how close are you zooming in? Well, that's what he does in Love Actually, isn't it? She puts the wedding tape in. Does he zoom in on, the, on her breasts? Uh, no, it's her Just smiling, her, smile. her bountiful... Yeah it's, more, yeah, it's more noble. Even though, also, I think... He's Ke- not a pervert. Like, Kieran Knightley was, like, sort of 17, 18 when they made that film. Yes. That's far too young to get married. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, she was pretty young. She looked younger, I think. I think she was about 20. That's very young. Very symmetrical face. I, I went to the theatre once... Uh, in fact, I was working on a show. I was sat in the audience, and she came to see the show. Mm. And I looked out, and uh, her face. She turned and looked right at me, and it was like getting hit between the eyes because she she has such a symmetrical face. Yeah. There's something about people with um, exactly you know the symmetry thing. Pharrell. What do you mean? Like Pharrell Williams? Is he got oh, incredibly... deeply symmetrical? Yeah, and if they look at you bang on, it's like they're splitting some kind of mathematical thing yeah. right down the middle of you. Brad Pitt. Is he? Very. He's not anymore. He's a bit saggy. No, he's look. He's I think down. he looks great. He looks like he's got I a like bit of old a... Brad Pitt. Yeah. In Glorious Bastards, he's hot. Even though that film's ten years old now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All our references are. Well, yeah. we're watching Die Hard, so anyway. Back to the film. Who are the other? That's it for Love Actually, right? That's all the stories. Um. Oh, there's the woman whose brother has uh, who's in is in a, a home. Yeah. And then she hooks up with the Laura super Linney. hot guy. Laura Linney. Yeah, and then she goes to her, see her brother instead. Which is, to be fair, expected. I don't know why that's considered like a huge decision. Should... Well, that she turns down yeah. like a 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she did, didn't she? Yeah. But also, yeah, is that how it went? So she went, I can't have sex with a god. Yeah. I have to go and... You know, you know, it's all about values, isn't it? Yeah. About what we believe in. Yeah. Love actually, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, we believe in stupid cultural stereotypes about attractive women. From yeah. And country. we strongly believe that there are no black people in London. No, no, no. I, st- I according, still, yeah. according to every Richard Curtis movie, it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Oh gosh, golly gosh. Okay, now John McClane is uh, he's he's going down the air vent. At this stage, I'd like to comment on his triceps. They're looking rather nice. He is incredibly ripped. Not so much in this. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm. He's a deeply... This is like peak sexiness of... Uh... Is he going to make it? He's reaching... The machine gun oh. is, is sna- it's going to snap. So what? Is he going down into... I, I... Oh right, okay. He's, he's just trying to lower himself to get onto a lower floor to escape the and he's terrorists. Using an AK, yeah, an AK for that. Mm-hmm. Good. He multi-purpose, you know, multi-purposes his stuff. Yeah, it's good. What the fuck am I talking about? Oh, oh he's fallen. No, you can do that. Continuity no error. One's there. Do Slight that. continuity error. There. What, what was that? Well, his arms fell too far from the vent. He wouldn't have been able to catch himself. No one would be able to catch himself. He fell too far. What do you think? Of course. Here we go. Classic line coming up. Come out to the coast. Get together. Have a few laughs. (laughs) 
And do you know what I like about this film as well? When you have bad guys with long flowing hair, when they run, they look awesome. Yeah. They look like crazed mops. Did you ever have... I mean, obviously you're, you've gone bald now, but did you Really? Ever, really have I? Yeah. Have I gone bald? And you've got the classic... Bald, what a shocker. You've got the classic bald guy beard <laughs> as well, like to prove yeah. you can still grow it No, somewhere. it's not to prove it. No, I can still grow it! No, that's not... No, it's not a conscious thing. Like, I, don't, I don't grow a beard to prove that I can grow hair. Do you... Did you ever grow it long? Back well, in the my day. hair. Yeah. No. Because it, w- it, would, it would go into a mullet. Did you ever have a middle parting? I did. I had curtains at one point. Do you know the 90s? It was the 90s. We all made mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Hanson was out. Hanson was out. Um, and uh, E17. Yeah. They're all, they're all about the curtains. Mm. Good, good Christmas song. Stay now. Is it? Yeah. I like that song. And the video is incredible. They all have these like furry puffer jackets. It is a good jackets. song, isn't it? Don't you? Yeah, and then it has that great line that goes, "I touch your face while you were sleeping." Yeah, which is kind of creepy. And uh, hold your hand to understand what's going on. Because you don't kind of get away with it. Good times we had return to haunt me. Stand up, stand up. Yeah, yeah, that is a good. Okay, that is it. Don't think I could take the pain. Stand up. Yeah, it's fantastic. No. You're way off the key, though. Am I? Yeah. Well, lucky I'm not a professional musician. That's true. Hey, you know what? If you wanted to come see the Kenneths next year, I wonder if there was any opportunity for you to do that. I don't know, Josh. I was looking on the internet and I saw that you were going on tour. Oh, that's funny you should mention it. Yeah, yeah. we are. We're doing our biggest what? ever UK tour. Where are you going, Josh? Well, we'll give the dates. Oh, let's, let's not let's not tell everyone now. Right, I mean, right. the London show is the 1st of February at the 100 Club, but that's the only one I can remember right now. Right. But um, we'll come back later with some, some shows. If people want to come, Yeah. you know, it's only pop, pop eight, eight, eight pounds a ticket. Only eight pounds. Yep. That's the cost of a uh, rather extravagant KFC. Who's driving this car, Stevie Wonder? I don't think you could get you couldn't, you couldn't get away with that joke nowadays. What was the? Uh, oh no, because yeah. You know. Right, so Al Powell is pulling the car up. I had a feeling you'd be calling. I got a feeling. Okay, so the cop, the lone wolf, is just he's coming to check it out, right? It's one of the great things about this movie is how can two people be so close yet so far apart. And in many ways, that's the metaphor for everyone in the movie. You lost me a metaphor, because I think you're talking shit. <laughs> like, even an officer, what can I do for you? Oh, I love how creepy yeah. he is. It's great. You'd so never trust that guy, would so you? There's, no, so there's Al Powell. You'd never let him sell you anything, no. that guy. There's Al Powell and McLean. Al Powell and McLean. Right? Yeah. Who are really close together, yet far apart, like, just geographically. Uh-huh. Right? And then there's Holly Gennaro and John McClane, right. husband and wife, who are really close together and that they're married, but they're just emotionally very far apart. And she lives in LA, he lives in New York. They're also geographically far apart. Right. There's Hans Gruber and his money, so close together, yet the safe separates them very far apart. See, it's, a, it's an ongoing theme of the movie. Everyone's close to freedom, but they're not quite there. Die hard. <laughs> You could have done a, a film degree. People talk loads of shit on those things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You'd have to talk about, I don't know, gender politics and Star Wars. <laughs> you know? <laughs> have you seen the new uh, Star Wars? No, I have not. Do you want to hear a, an interesting story about my me going to see Star Wars? Go ahead. I was in Switzerland last week. And, yeah, what were um, we doing there, Josh? I was just hanging out. I was doing something. And, uh, just hanging out and um, I went to uh, watch... no, you, went, you went for a little holiday didn't you went to, no I went, I went out for some, for some music stuff and uh, the um, the night the Star Wars movie came out there's a 30 seat cinema in this place I was in right and I went to go and watch Star Wars yes and they, they wouldn't take money at the cinema they, they, sorry they wouldn't take credit cards right so I run to the bank film starting and I press the wrong button and take out 200 quid instead of 20. Right. Right. 
So then I run back to the cinema and they won't take the Was hunt. it 200 euros then? Francs. 200 francs? Yeah. Swiss francs? Swiss francs, right. yeah. And they wouldn't, she wouldn't take a 100 franc note. So then I run to a news agent, they wouldn't take it. So then I run up to a casino. Yeah. The guy's like, oh, if you go to the casino, they'll return some money for you. <laughs> Yeah. So I run up to the casino and I go, hi, I have a hundred, no, a hundred franc note. I'd like to change some money, please. And the woman behind the glass desk goes, well, you have to watch um, one of the dances. It's 20 francs a dance. To, oh. To, if you want money changed. Well, you mean... Stripper. Strippers. So I was like, oh, uh, okay. So I paid 20 francs. Right. Got 80 back. Yeah. Right. Left. Obviously didn't watch the dance because I wanted to feel the force. Awake, right. Awaken. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. And um, so I run back to the cinema, pay my 20 francs. So I've spent 40 francs, which is like 36 quid. Right. Go into the cinema. And the yellow text comes up. Yeah. Oh, fucking film is in German. <laughs> well, the yellow text was. Yeah. And longest time in Gorsen in Annen Galaxy. Was it dubbed? Fat and Fat and Film. It was dubbed. Yeah, yeah. Oh no! Yeah, so I, I didn't even make it through the intro, and I just walked home forty pounds lighter. So Adam Driver just shows up. And I didn't see it. I, I still Ridley. haven't seen it. You didn't see any of it. No. Then how do you know they were speaking German? Because the the beginning was in German. Yeah, but the beginning's in German. It's, it's going to be it's, they can speak English with German subtitles. No, I watched it. the intro and it and like like I watched like the first bit, and it was in and it was all in, in German. German. And I walked out, and the woman went, "Yeah, it's in German." And I went, "Can I have my money back?" She went, "No, no." no. So you spent 20, 20 on francs a stripper. on a stripper. I didn't even see a stripper. Right, right. Never been to a strip club. Okay. I've been to one once. No, with Dad's birthday. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, it was, it's called the Sunset Strip. And it's in, oh, that's in Soho. It's in Soho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we went there. It, was some, it wasn't my idea. It was someone stag do. And they went, you know how it goes. Yeah. That's why I hate stag do's. And I was broke at the time. I think I was on, on Job Seekers Allowance. I was in a strip club. <laughs> so we went down. And like, it was so dodgy. It's so horrible. And you, you you know, you had to do the thing with the money. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you, you Spend stick it. them in. Spend no, no, it. you'd stick it in the, in the, in in the, the garter. Oh, right. No, I didn't stick it kind of thing in a thong. You know, you stick it in the leg. Is it oh, called God. a garter? Like a fiver. A fiver. A grubby fiver. That's why America's better. You a can hepatitis just, fiver. You can like just... the old fivers that, that had all the stuff in it. Oh. Where the have you know, all the microorganisms was just and I just and that was all my money anyway, because I was on you know, I was on job seekers allowance. So I left. Depressed. And uh, it was it was horrible. The Sunset Strip in Soho is an interesting strip club because whenever you go to whenever you see them, they're always like like prisons, like you can't see inside them. No. Blacked out windows. And you always go, God, that looks dodgy. And then you walk past the Sunset Strip in Soho, and it's open, kind of open plan. So you can just walk past and look in. At all yeah, the, women. the bar. There's a bar you can look into, and you realise why the women are there. And yeah, and you realise why yeah. they're normally blocked off is because they look fucking lonely. Like you just oh, see these. Yeah, everyone's yeah. a businessman. It's very. Yeah. They're all wearing suits, drinking pints at like midday. Yeah, it's not great, is it? You know. Yeah. And back to the film. It's taunting Hans. Double jeopardy where the scores can really change. These are very bad for you. So has he killed another one? Yeah. And now he's found, he's found the C4. Tell me about Marco and find out anyone else is missing. Catchphrase is coming. Really like those What's that? Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Mr. Cowboy. Oh. On that note, we're going to take a short break. This is end of part one. Yes. And we'll see you in a few days. 
to complete Die Hard with us. Yippee Kai! Yay! Yay. <laughs> Motherfucker. Silent night. If you did, if it was Christina Aguilera. Oh yeah, okay, go on. Silent night. All is bright. All is bright. This is the, I don't like this line. Round young virgin, mother and child. And child. Holy infant, so peaceful tender. and tender and mild. Yep. Mild. Would you describe a child as mild, or is that just for the rhyme? It depends if it's just shy itself. Sleeping Life gets rough then. Heavenly peace. Sleep in heavenly The Excitable Boy Podcast will see you in a few days and we'll complete the movie together. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.